Well, in our text this evening, we find Noah constructing an ark that will carry his family through an an approaching flood of destruction. The book of Genesis tells us that God was grieved at the condition of humanity. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Evil and darkness grew to such a pitch that God was moved to cleanse the earth through a flood. Through the destruction to come, God desired to save a remnant for life. In all the earth, there was found one righteous man, Noah. Noah walked with God. Although Noah speaks not a word, his obedience reveals his faith and trust. He obeys God to the very dimensions of the ark, the gathering of provisions and waiting. I imagine Noah standing back to see the ark nearly completed and wondering, how is God going to gather the animals? And in the distance, he sees two massive figures lumbering on all fours with massive shoulders and a beard and tiny horns. Buffalo. Okay, sons, take a step back. Give this fellow some room. What are these? How far have they come? Then Noah finds himself eye to eye with an ostrich as she comes close to snatch a hair from his beard, thinking, just what I'll need for my nest. It must have been daunting for the whole family to step inside, and yet magnificent. In awe and wonder, they entered the ark. And then God shut the door. What at first seems like an adventure takes on another dimension entirely when you can't get out. Although they knew that God had constructed this ark to deliver them from destruction to life, the reality of being inside that plan was now dark and inescapable. All the fountains of the great deep burst forth and the windows of the heavens were opened. There they were, relying on lumber smoothed over with pitch to get them through the destruction of all living things. Terrible, violent powers of the depths were unleashed. They feel the sensation as the huge vessel flat on the ground scrapes, lurches, tips, and finally floats. Imagine the sound of the straining wood as it is squeezed by the power of the waves, the animals bellowing and screeching, the nausea. I'm holding on, but to what? A log? It makes me think of being on an airplane in turbulence. It's like, folks, this is your captain speaking. We're approaching some serious turbulence. Please return to your seats and buckle your seatbelt. 
I think, well, I can buckle my seatbelt, but if this thing goes down, this piece of fabric is not going to do me a whole lot of good. <laughs> we have to entrust the integrity of the plane at that point. There's nothing I can do to make this plane stay up. I just hope it holds together. And what could Noah do but hope it would hold together? What must it have been like to be held in this piece of wood while the world was coming undone? Did they rail against God, against Noah? It would have been better for us to drown quickly than to be suffocated to death in this stinking barrel. Or perhaps with wave after wave that did not crush them, they gained confidence. Oh, it's holding up. Okay. Every time we tip to the side, we ride ourselves. And then they notice the seams. Where they smeared pitch between the beams, trickles of water are starting to come in. After days of pressure, the places where the pitch didn't seal perfectly are starting to leak. If it's not the immense waves, it's the small trickles. Will it be sufficient? Will it get us through? They are utterly unable to deliver themselves. God must do it, and he does. They pass through the waters and live. God chose the wood of the ark to carry his people through death to life, and he chose the wood of the cross to carry the world from death to life. We experience a similar journey to Noah. We are invited to enter God's incredible plan for redemption. We may step in initially with wonder at his love that's extended to us. And then when the door closes and things get dark, the wonder wanes. Waters crash trickles flow. We have gotten into this boat of faith because God invited us. But now that the door is shut and the waters issue forth, the whole boat is rocking. We are carried by the ark of Jesus himself. We never face the water alone, and yet we pass through the waters. Where is this true for you? Like Noah and his family, you hear and feel the fountains of the great deep burst forth. You look at the wood around you and think, there's no way this is going to hold. Look, there's water seeping in through that crack. The pressure is too much. We fear God can't hold this ship together. Many of you are gripped by fear, some by the paralyzing fear of crashing waves, others from fears more like trickling water that finds its way in. Yet when I listen to that roar of the great deep, I feel overwhelmed with fear. I hear every creak, I see every insufficient crack where the water can get in. 
My mind wants to focus on all my errors, all my shortcomings, everything I should be doing to get this ship through. Will this ark hold up? Will you be there? Is this even true? When you hear these fears, sit yourself down on the wood of the ark. Press your hands against the walls and let them hold you. Trust the ark. The ark is Jesus. And we need the grace to trust him. God instructed Noah specifically about how to construct the ark because he knew exactly what that boat was going to face. He knew the heights of the waves that would crash. He knew the pressure and the pounds of force that would press against the frame. And he knows exactly what we will face. The height of the waves, the power of death. The ark is sufficient. Jesus is bound to you, woven to the very fabric of your being. Your every weakness and frailty is knit to him. Eleven years ago, I sojourned through a very long night, accompanying my husband as far as I could go with him from death into life. As I watched his body fail him, there wasn't a thing I could do. He looked into my eyes, and I looked into his. There was no other way to communicate, I'm here, I'm with you. But I could not go with him from this world to the next. But thanks be to God, Jesus was there saying, I am here. I am with you and I will carry you. The Lord gave me a vision that night, a gift of hope, a perception of the unseen that helped me to see that he would carry him through. In the deep darkness of that night, I heard the snuffling and breathing of horses patiently stepping and stamping from side to side as if waiting. I turned and looked outside where I saw a chariot of fire pulling to a stop. The Lord had sent a passage from death to life. I know how utterly terrifying it is to stand on the brink of everything falling apart and letting every hope and every plan go. It's counterintuitive to yield in the face of adversity, to yield in the face of trouble or even death. Everything in me wants to run, to shout, to resist. And yet the way through the waters is to submit to the wood carrying you, to trust Jesus. Our hearts are fickle and fragile, but his heart is full. We can trust Jesus to carry us. He is the radiance of the glory of God. 
He upholds the universe by the word of his power. On this eve of Christ's resurrection from the dead, let us turn to Jesus, press our hands into the wood, and let ourselves be carried through. Father, give us the grace to trust Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we cannot even trust you unless you give us the grace to trust you. So I ask, Lord, for a gift now of grace to trust you for your precious people gathered here. Come, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we open our hearts now and we trust you with everything, with life and death, with fear and trouble. See that wood, the wood of the ark, the presence of Jesus himself, and rest the weight of your soul in his hands.